Oh yeah, I can hear those seasons changing. We're back for another episode. Jeff W. and myself, Vactor. We are the Seasons Change crew, and we're here to let you know that you can always follow us on Twitter. I'm Vactor. Jeff is Jeff W. And our podcast is Seasons underscore podcast. You can always leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you have a podcast player. Actually, we have a new five-star review. So we got to give a shout out to friend of the show, Ben Songer. It only took him five years to start listening to our podcast, but (laughs) he's here. He started listening. He said at the Carnage episode, and we want to thank Ben for leaving us a five-star review. You can do the same on Apple Podcasts if you want to. Um, we also have a five-star review from friend of the show, Wonder Rob. So you can do that over there on Apple Podcasts, which by our analytics, that is the highest player that we have. That is the, the highest percentage of people are listening on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, no thanks to Ben for you know jumping on so late. <laughs> you know, if we're going to be honest. But yeah, you know, I appreciate it. Still. Yeah. But speaking of Wonder Rob, I want to say something real quick before we get into our comic book discussion. It has been brought to my attention on the Geek So to Speak podcast, where I have a contributing segment where I talk about comics. Wonder Rob was saying that I was stealing comics and he, he didn't quite understand. So I just wanted to set the record straight. Wonder Rob, if you were walking down the street and there was a $20 bill on the ground, if you pick that up and put it in your pocket, are you stealing? Are you stealing that money? <laughs> or did you just find it and you're just reaping the rewards? That's what's happening with these comic books. They're online. You can just go to a website and download them. So it's not stealing, Wonder Rob. It's just knowing where to find these comic books. So this seems like a this seems like a justification. No, no, no. Because Jeff W like. also reads these comics on this website. Yeah, Comicsology. It's great. <laughs> um, I only ever purchase comics. I don't know what you're talking about. Woo! I'm just a buyer. I just had to address Wonder Rob while, while I had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> but something that Wonder Rob should be reading is what we're going to be talking about in today's main discussion batman the long halloween special very creatively titled we got halloween coming up tomorrow as we record this jeff yeah and this was announced way back in the summer they said hey it's the original team that came back um is going to be talking about what is happening since the long Halloween, which for those who don't know, 25 years ago, the long Halloween came out. This was a seminal piece. It was a 13 issue limited series by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. And when I was getting back into comics, like this was one of the, the reads that people always recommended. Like you got to read Batman long Halloween. Even Christopher Nolan was influenced on Batman begins and the it, dark Knight. Yeah. I say it lifts directly from, that book yes right the, the whole his, harvey his trilogy yeah. yeah and so this was one that i've always loved i've loved the long halloween for a long time and when they announced this new halloween special i was like oh the original creators are coming back so that was something that got my attention um this is from the dc official legendary creators jeff Loeb and tim sale returned to gotham city to reveal that no secret remains buried forever Join us for the return of the Batman Halloween specials and a mystery that could destroy Batman, Commissioner Gordon, Two-Face, and, well, that would be telling, wouldn't it? (laughs) So that is the official description from DC Comics. So, Jeff, before we talk about the actual Long Halloween special, there's been actually a couple things uh, real quick. There was an animated two-part movie that came out earlier this year and it was the long halloween did you did you watch that yeah i watched that i haven't read the long halloween though the actual book itself no no no, i've read it um no no, no, i'm saying it's it's been uh eight years or something it's been forever yeah um so you know how they've in the other ones they were changing little things so i like in um in hush they changed things around a little bit for that that animated Mm -hmm. um 
I don't know if they changed things around for that. I couldn't recall exactly. I'm sure there was uh, some little stuff. Yeah, but yeah there I've, was. Yeah, I've experienced the book uh, a while ago, and yeah, I watched that that latest two part uh, movie that they uh, that they put out. Nice. Even the I believe in Harvey Dent comes from that. Um, yeah, and I was gonna say to establish on that. That's like when I think of like you know, there's there's certain arcs you know for each of the the Batman, you know, villains that mm-hmm. I think of, I think of, you know, things that I personally like, and, you know, and when I think of Harvey Dent and Two-Face, um, I'm sure there's a ton of other stuff too, but the two things that I think of is uh, his origin story through the animated series. Nice. And I think of him here in the long Halloween um, as just two things that I think do, you know, a good job uh, as, you know, to, uh, you know, give that character some more, uh, you know, context or mm-hmm. just flesh that character out a yeah lot like more. who is batman like yeah when you're, yeah when you're and what's about... his relationship and like you know it, yeah it's more complex than just this guy that just hurt himself right or you know yeah. they got hurt and has this you know damaged face yeah right so i am a big fan of the comic the animated movie it was okay to me it wasn't as impactful as the comic so overall yeah. i would recommend if you haven't read the long halloween definitely give that a, um, a shot. That was actually my introduction to Tim sale as an artist. And I think he's kind of polarizing, especially when you're first jumping in. Cause he's very stylized. Mm-hmm. The best way I can describe Tim sale art is like um, Tim Burton come to uh, animated Tim Burton. Basically that's yeah. When I think of that style, it's yeah, very unique. You, you notice it. And his Batman is the Batman. The only thing I guess I like the Batman that they draw in here. His face yes. is a little weird sometimes. Yeah. Like somebody would look at that and they wouldn't see. Like it's not like these, you know, typical strong features of yeah, a draw. Right. right. Like he draw. He it's draws like in long. His yeah. Style. And that's yeah. even in the Batman costume. The ears are long and pointy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought. I think it takes a little bit of getting used to when I first got into it. But I love Tim Sale's art. Now he even went on to do art in Heroes that NBC mm. show. Oh, okay. Uh, which is up there. Yeah. I liked when, whenever I think it was Skyler was painting or whoever mm. the painter was, he was, it was all Tim sale art that was yeah. being painted on the show. So I'm a huge Tim sale fan. So that was another thing that got me excited mm-hmm. for this long Halloween special. So we both read it. Yep. What did you think, Jeff? Yeah. And I was going to say just real quick too, if you are on Comixology Unlimited, it is free. On oh, nice. That. So if Very you wanted nice. to pay like a $5 thing and read it on your iPad, it is out there. Yes. Um, yeah. So just first off, I just want to talk about this cover and how much yes. I love this, this cover. I just, I'm good. trying to find if he, does it say who did this? Um, I'm trying to find cover art in the, uh, in the credits of the book. I don't know if it was a uh, sale. I, I would assume um yeah this, this is style. um mm-hmm. this and is i think it's cover i think it sales on there yeah it says t sale on the cover yes. yeah this thing is mm-hmm. amazing i love this cover this like be a good poster yeah i would love this, this to be like a, a full-blown poster um so i think just to start off with that i think it's great um and yeah i thought you know it's this seems like a you know uh without going too crazy into spoilers you know he's hunting down julian day who you know is not the calendar man but is you know um a guy that you know was into you know in the plot of the uh the original long halloween yeah um and i think you know and it also explores you know two-face more i actually i would add this is something when i was talking about harvey dent i would i would now add this to that like if i recommended something like with two-face i would mm. say read that and then read this because i think this you know dives more into that character i think there's a lot of like good moments in this you know little issue what was this thing 52 pages right I yeah think. around that or something around that 50 pages i can't remember yeah. exactly but it's it's a bigger issue um the normal it's not 32 uh you know i thought it was i thought it was good um i thought the you know i'm trying to you know trying to think of everything i thought the art you know obviously i miss it yes. um that I was think, the first thing i thought of when i was reading it you know he he does uh i think robin is a little boyish in this one uh and i know he is supposed to be you know mm-hmm. obviously but uh it, it's a little i don't know if i'm a big fan of how he draws robin maybe necessarily but everything else to me is great i think his jim gordon looks great like there are there are parts where you know um it's it's after you know calendar bed's crew or julian day's crew comes and they you know they take um 
Two Face's wife, um, can't remember her name. Uh, Gilda. Gilda, yeah, that's right. Um, Gilda takes, you know, they they take her, and then Jim Gordon is walking out of the house, and just little things down to like the way he draws Jim Gordon's like glasses yeah. reflecting, you know, like one eye through one lens, but it's orange on the other. Like he just does. Yeah. He, I think, and you know, I'd have to like look at a ranking. But him drawing these Batman stories are just some of my favorite. I just think it looks so good. Whereas, like, you know, like with the Dark Knight, uh, you know, with uh, Malar or whatever, his that stuff I think is hard to get into um, for some people. Oh, Frank Miller, uh, yeah, Frank Miller, my right, father, right. Frank Miller, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Malar, but um, yeah. he, that I think is harder to get into. Yes. Yeah. Whereas this is a little more stylized, a little you know, a little less traditional, but like very good, right? Yeah. Um, and that carries on. I think that is probably my favorite thing about this. Um, and then, you know, I think, the, I think the story's good. They, I was trying to find, cause they leave this open basically, you know, um, I mean, do we want to just spoil the plot of this thing entirely or should we, <laughs> or should we walk around it a little bit? I would um, say, yeah, we'll spoil this one, but don't spoil the original long Halloween, um, yeah. which I, I think that was actually the one I was looking on Comixology. I think that's the one that's free on Unlimited. This one, yeah, the, yeah. I should say, yeah, that it was the original, is what yes. I should say. Yeah, yeah, not this book. Yeah, yeah. So we won't spoil that one because go read that one. It's free on Comixology Unlimited. Yeah. Um, but this, we'll go ahead and spoil this one, the Long Halloween special. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So you know, basically, you know, Batman's hunting down Julian Day. He's using Two Face as his, uh, you know, distraction essentially in yes. the plot that he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. I won't go down to every single bit of the, the story. And then in the end, you know, the final panels of this are Two Face, uh, Harvey Dent, and Gilda, you know, sailing away, and you know, almost as if they're free. But then, you know, Batman, you know, talking with Gordon, being like, you know, hey, like he's escaped he got away he lied to me because they were kind of in cahoots to get julian day and get gilda back together right uh or not together but you know uh as a duo they were going to uh get her back um you know i think um i think a little bit of it is uh i I, i'm just i'm kind of disappointed at that end because it seems so open yeah and and in, in an interview that i was i was looking at before we got on they did a uh, Jeff Loeb. They did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, and they kind of said they left it open on purpose. But I haven't seen anything like, is this just a one-off, right? Or is this like a, uh, like, are they going to do more on this? Right. Um, which I don't know how comfortable I feel about that. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I do. I'd say overall, I really, really like this book. I would say like, if you read that, you should come read this, um, just for the modern, you know. 2020 version of this or 2021 you know art and all this stuff uh i think it's worthy but i you know not knowing what they're doing with it you know is annoying to me it's sort of like our it's sort of like our puzzle box right where we're like we're thinking oh it's a short series and everything you're reading is saying it's going to be a short series and the next thing you know you're 13 issues in and you're like okay well is this is this going and then there's like kind of you can't find anything right um, so I think I, I, yeah, I, I don't like that ending necessarily, but only because I just don't know if they're going to do more, you know, yeah. and if they don't, then I'm disappointed in a way, you know, in that because yeah. I just want more. Right. right. I had the exact same feeling when I was reading it. I was like, yes, this is the original creators. I'm back in this world. I want to see what's happened since the last uh, comic. And then at the end, you're like, oh, dang, that's it. Because I knew going into this, it was just one issue and the original was 13. So I was like, Hmm, what can they possibly do? And yeah. it felt almost like at the end of it, wait a minute, either this felt rushed or it's not, the story's not complete or yeah, they like, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. So, or maybe like they're testing the waters, like to see if this would sell or to yeah, see if this would is, attract people maybe, or just to see if they like, if this happens and it does well, they'll just go. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Just what, first of all, that Jeff Loeb said, oh yeah, I want to keep going in this story. Mm-hmm. I want to finish, you know, I want to tell 25 years later, I want to revisit it. And then DC was like, yeah, go ahead and do it. But uh, we'll just make it a one shot. So yeah. I'm just not sure where, cause it's, it's, it's called special. So it's like a um, 
mm-hmm. you know, like a, a Halloween special on a TV series or something or a TV yeah. show. Yeah. So I want to know, is there going to be more? I want to know what's going to happen next in the story. It just felt a little rushed to me at the end of it. That was my feeling when I, when I left it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I enjoyed it. I would like to see more and it just makes me think of how great the original long Halloween is. And, you know, the thing is too, is like, you know, if you just like, just look at Jeff Loeb's, con- you know, contribution to Batman, yeah. you know, like he's wrote, you know, if you think of hush and you think of, you know, uh, long Halloween, I mean, those yeah. are two, those are two, like when we say, like, if we're going to run down the stories, you know, year one, like he's, he's two of those, he's yes. two of the greatest, you know, story arcs of, of the Batman franchise, like right. period. Yep. And so I think, you know, I, yeah, it felt, it feels a little rushed a little bit like, okay, well, we don't know what's happening with this. If this is it, that's disappointing. Um, it's fine, but it's disappointing. Um, and, and, you know, and especially for him, I would, you know, I'd, I'd want more, I'd want him to, you know, explore that more, or, you know, even if you toss this out, give him something else to do, you know, I, you right. don't have to continue this. I think that's, it also comes from that for me is just wanting to see, you know, him have another, crack at these storylines as well right Right. but yeah it was it gave me that nostalgic feel of reading the original long halloween and caring about all the characters so i i do love this world and this universe because it's not necessarily like a the current batman which we've had all these reboots and new 52 and and all the things this is that you know that batman from 25 years ago so Mm -hmm. I think we both would recommend it, but read the long Halloween first before you read the long Halloween yeah, special. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, yeah, you shouldn't, this shouldn't be your first jump into this because yeah. the, the long Halloween, the long Halloween is not even that long. You know what I mean? Like it says it's long, but it's actually not. If you go read this fucking book, it's actually, yeah, it's one of it's, it's pivotal, especially I think somebody, you know, I, I think most people at this point, like if I just talk about the dark Knight, you know, movie, uh, or you know Nolan's Batman's you know most people I think have seen those right like yeah. just in general if I ask people that we would talk to or hang out with um, you know I think it's you, you should go read if you're gonna jump into a Batman I think that's a great one to jump in because you can see where they lifted directly from those writings yes. right so yeah I would I recommend this but only in the fact that you would have went back and read that original run right all right, cool. So that was Batman the Long Halloween special. Keeping it in kind of the comic book world, there was a video game that came out this week or last week, was it? Uh no, um, Tuesday. Tuesday this week. Tuesday. It came yeah. out Tuesday. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy. So this is one that I've been anticipating for a while now. It's a new Square Enix um action adventure game. And mm. to me, this is my wheelhouse in as far as like what type of video games you know speak to me the most yeah this is my as as some would say my jam this is something (laughs) that i love if you think about spider-man the ps4 Mm -hmm. spider-man if you think about god of war it's that single player campaign contained yes yeah story driven Mm -hmm. Some would say on rails, you know, I'm not a big open world fan. I think you are much more than I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, my, my jab. <laughs> so, so would say I, yeah. yeah, I love a, and it doesn't have to be, you know, multiplayer necessarily, but I like a, yeah, I like a world that I can, I can dive into that takes me a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I like to experience the story and then trade it in, then, yeah. you know, be done <laughs> with it. And some people, they like the 100-hour game experience and continuing, you know, like Destiny or something where you can just keep going back to it year after year. Yeah. And, you know, we have our multiplayer games that me and you play, but I like having these contained stories. So when this when they announced this, it was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely up my alley. And I'm hoping that Wolverine game that's coming mm-hmm. out is like that as well. So it's, I guess... It's all it's out on all platforms, console, you know, Xbox, PC, PlayStation, Switch. Um, yeah. it's out on everything. And oh, really? It's on Switch as well. I wonder yes. well, I wonder what that plays like on Switch. But yeah, yeah, I was I, thinking about that as well. Hmm. Um now you have not played this yet, 
Um, so I, it's no. basically just going to be my thoughts. And well, actually, I figured I could ask you questions <laughs> when we discuss yeah. it here. I figured that would maybe lead to a better conversation because I can, yeah. I can, you know, ask you questions about it or, or talk about it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm about halfway through it. Um, it's nine total chapters. So okay. I'm about at the halfway point, but I can, I can tell you, you know, without telling you the ending, what my thoughts are. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is they did a great job of capturing the feel of Guardians of the Galaxy, and in particular, the movies, because Guardians is a is a comic that dates back to the '60s. Yeah, and I actually talked about it on my segment for uh, Geek, so to speak, this week. Mm-hmm. There was in 2008 the modern Guardians book came out, and that's where that lineup came from the one that you know from the movies and then the one that's in this game yeah that lineup comes from the 2008 book now they've also had other reboots afterwards there was the 2013 one where iron man was on the team venom's been on the team there's been all kind of captain marvel so it's almost like the avengers or the justice league where there's a rotating group and they're in space that's kind of like you know the the guardians pitch yeah but for this one, you know, the movies have been so popular. I think mm. it was kind of smart on their part to go for that feel. The, of, spirit, of, the spirit of those. Now, are just a quick question. Are, yeah. Do the books capture that? Like, do they try it? Do they do things like, hey, there's some 80s music in the background or it's funny, you know, like, yeah. Do those well, books do that, too? It's depending on the writers. Um, mm. Some writers are just more comedic than other writers and so bendis is the one that brian michael bendis who wrote ultimate spider-man he created miles morales he's a very funny writer and so when he was writing peter quill i think it was a lot funnier um i'm not caught up on the current stuff the current books that are coming out but i think it just depends on the writer as far as that comedic tone the movies went in a different direction and just like with this thing happens a lot with animated series when mm-hmm. something is popular in the movies they want to kind of capitalize on that and the audience oh if you like the movie you'll like the cartoon so they'll right. have like robert downey jr that was a big change when iron man came out everything after that was like oh iron man has to be like robert downey jr so yeah down to the voice actors that were chosen sounded like how they draw him yeah Yeah. how they draw him and with this game that's something that they did not do necessarily the voices are all original voice actors they're nobody from any previous animated stuff nothing from any previous games like i don't know if you played that telltale guardians of the galaxy game i did yeah did you beat that oh i did oh okay dang i need to i need to beat that yeah, it's been um, a minute. It's been a minute since I played it. I, this was like, you know, a different state and a few apartments ago. But yeah, I, uh, I remember beating it. Yeah. So that was a different feel. And that was kind of also a similar movie vibe. But mm-hmm. I would say overall, the comics have their own feel to them. And they don't necessarily emulate the movies. Like I said, especially when you're changing up the cast all the time, you're yeah. changing up the characters. So the the feel just 100% when I'm playing the game, and it is the comedy too, like the writing is yeah. fantastic like the the jokes the the humor the way that drax is written now yeah. drax was never like that in the comics before like that monotone everything is yeah. you know everything's a joke that comes yeah. out of his there's mouth no essentially. Sarca- there's no yeah. sarcasm at all like yeah. he can't tell that's how he's written in this game and it's just mm-hmm. it's just as funny in the movie as it is in the game right which credit to batista for oh, making yeah. that shit yeah. popular and, and james and like gunn great yeah and james gunn too. yeah, yeah like they that. they made that character they changed that character yes, 100%. and basically created that and gave that a friendship and, like, and i respect this game for what you're saying like when i this was, that was my initial reaction when you were when you told me you were going to get it and you're going to play and we're going to talk about it i was watching stuff i looked at the giant bomb quick look of it and everything and i was like you know bold of them to not just copy that movie to not make chris pratt's face yeah on right. this you know right. and, and to make drax look different you right. know he you know, it's still the same you know you're in the spirit of the characters mm-hmm. but you know you're not gonna you, you might not you put this on a cover of something and somebody might not you know you could if you put chris pratt's face on something and like you know batista's face on a box you know that's an easy sell for yeah. you know a marketing department but on here they 
you know, they went with something more original. And I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. So the other thing that I, I got out of it was immediately the music. Mm-hmm. It's got this 80s soundtrack, which is just like the movies. That's I think yeah. also that was a James Gunn thing. Mm-hmm. And so this one is 100 percent in that same spirit. You start out, you know, from the opening menu, it's just 80s pop and rock songs. And mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I'm, I'm kind of from that era. And it switches every time you load up the game, there's a new song playing. And I'm That's like, cool. I yeah. at first I thought it was just going to be all either classic rock or just rock. And yeah. then all of a sudden I hear new kids on the block. I was like, oh, they're just going 80s, like in general mm. 80s. Although it was strange there was no Michael Jackson. That was that was an omission. Yeah, yeah. But, we know why. We know why, fellas. No, 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 no. Come on, we know so, why. And, and they do have that streamer mode on here. So you can turn off all the licensed music if you're streaming, which uh, yes. actually uh-huh. our boy Wonder Rob has been streaming over on the Geek, so to speak, YouTube channel. So if yeah. you want to check out his adventures on there go ahead and check those, that uh, out those copyright claims must look beautiful and that's Rob, what he was telling Rob's us inbox yeah <laughs> uh we were actually actually that's another plug we can do jeff me and you were on a recent episode of rob's back for blood stream yep. so we will uh we appear on the second um on the second version or the second mm, playthrough episode or yeah actually you know what uh, Rob is chopping them up differently than when we how we played it. So okay, skip what I just said. We're on an upcoming episode of Back for Blood, but it's going to be on the Geek So to Speak YouTube channel. So check that out. Um, the graphics are fantastic on here. I'm playing it on PC, and okay. I've got a 2080 card. It's I've tried to put it like the the highest settings I can without mm-hmm. uh, compromising any performance. But it just looks, you know, the visuals are just A1 on here. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned the voice actors. I like a lot of what they're doing. But then I also have, and I think you might have this too. I've got the movie actors in my mind. So when I hear, or when I see Rocky Raccoon, I'm thinking Bradley Cooper immediately in my mind. Same Mm -hmm. thing with uh, Batista, like you said. So half of me is and that was like that with the telltale game too so half of me is like ah this doesn't feel right it doesn't feel familiar but Mm -hmm. then the other half of me is like i do want it to be its own thing i want the game to exist and not be tied to the movies so as i've been going along i've been the characters or the voice actors have been better and better to me they've been kind of latching themselves on and i i like the the rocket voice i like Mm -hmm. the peter quill voice uh, actually, all of them, all of them, I think, are pretty good performances. And I haven't gotten to the the meat of the storyline yet, but so far it's just been kind of adventure after adventure as I'm going through the galaxy, just doing these different things. Yeah. Um, so all of those things have been great. The The thing that I think has been the worst thing for me and you I think you're kind of similar to me in this in this regard is the controls. They yeah. have not been very intuitive. And that's something that I'm always looking for in games is like, I don't have to be thinking about what button I'm pressing. It just feels natural. This one, yeah. they can, that would be the area I would say they would have to work on the most. Maybe if there's a sequel after yeah. this one, the, it just feels clunky. Uh, doesn't feel responsive. A lot of times when I'm pressing a button, now. I'm playing on controller on PC, so I don't know if if, if console's better or if mouse and keyboard's better. But when I'm pressing buttons, sometimes I have to press them more than once for it to recognize that button press. So I don't know if that's a PC issue or or what. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the controls in general just kind of been sluggish and clunky for me. And especially when you're in these battles, you're in these kind of um, big battles where you only play as Peter Quill in the game. Everyone else, you are um, you're sending them out to do. Okay, Groot, go ahead and and grab that guy. Drax, okay. knife him. Like you can you can set up the controls where you can just um, send each character out. And are you? And is it something that's very scripted, or can you like put somebody in like a corner or whatever, or put them in like a side of the map? So okay. they're fighting by themselves, but you can pull up on the combat wheel 
each character and say, okay, I want you specifically to do your special move group. I want you to do your spe- specific okay. special move. That's really what it is. You just mapping each um, mm-hmm. special move to the buttons or to the, the wheels. Yeah. Um, so all of those, that stuff is fun. Like you can, you can combine all four characters into doing your actions. And then there's this huddle that you can do, which this is, it's all just kind of keeping in the guardians eighties feel Mm -hmm. of, he calls a huddle. He's playing eighties music in the background. He's doing these like sports terms. Like it's almost like a football huddle and, all the other characters are like oh yeah yeah okay yeah and they get pumped up and then they go back out and fight harder for you yeah so that's kind of a fun dynamic or thing i haven't seen before in a game yeah um like i said it is a square enix game i'm not like the biggest square enix fan i've played a couple final fantasies that's yeah and i was gonna say that was the thing that worried me the most and this is something that i think is in general for japanese publishers or Mm -hmm. developers in general is some of the controlling aspects of all their games. Like if you, this goes back to, you know, PlayStation one, like oh, if yeah. you remember, like you would get those, the, get the games from the Japanese developer, right. Metal Gears, the, right. the one in particular, you know, they just have like, it's just a different culture. So there's things like, you know, we're used to going through something and hitting, you know, X or yes. A or whatever, and, right. you know, we're, we're going through that and, and you're just trying to get, you know, and it's down at the bottom of the diamond or, uh, essentially of those controls, right? It's the bottom button. Whereas you right. know, for them, they're looking at X and zero. So there's just weird things with the controls that you can, that you just, you know, or like the Nintendo stuff that like you see the, you know, you look on the switch, they tell you to hit B and B's at the top of that, of that, where, you know, you're used to B being on the right for like Xbox and stuff. So um, they just always have their own unique challenges or there's always like, you know, if I look at a Japanese you know, publisher or developer, typically their games are a little weird on the controls and that's what, yeah, that's what, kind of scared me in this and, and and it it's done that and on a bunch of their other games for me too like even back to the like you said final fantasies and stuff you know they've yeah they've they've done that and that's what you know worried me the most although i'll say the final fantasy and kingdom hearts control a lot better than this guardians game does mm-hmm. so take that for you know what you will but i've been enjoying it i'm kind of excited to get to the ending now there is actually some different choices you can make and there's a little bit of telltale in there where i think your choices influence where you're going in the storyline i don't think it's too far like i said it's basically on rails and you're going in a linear path but i think there are a couple of variations so i might replay it again just to see what other variations and then the other thing is there's all these different costumes that you can get and unlock Mm -hmm. So I've been unlocking those and I had a couple of pre-order bonuses and those have been kind of fun because they're comic book, there's movie ones, and then there's specifically for the game. So yeah. I've, I've been liking all of those things. So overall, I, I give it a thumbs up from me. Well, and have you seen it running on PC or anything other than PC yet? Do we know if it, uh. If it runs well, I'm glad to hear that it runs well heard. on PC, but I, yeah. I, I just wonder about I haven't the heard ones. anything. Okay. So, but yeah, play PC if you can. General, yeah. <laughs> the gist of that story. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, in the future, maybe Jeff will give us um, a little, a little bit of his thoughts on yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I plan on buying it and I'll, uh, I'll uh, check back in with you. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's not necessarily your, forte like your specific game that you like but you've enjoyed spider-man you've enjoyed god of war so Mm -hmm. it's in that vein and then i think the writing is pretty strong so the story overall has been enjoyable for me to the point where i want to continue and finish it um i don't think we have too many thoughts on back for blood but that game Mm -hmm. we've been playing with rob like i said and we we, you and i have been playing by ourselves it's kind of the left for dead it's yeah it's like a it's like a it's so it's made by turtle rock i'm pretty sure who is also who was who also was the team that separated from uh valve ah. to make their they made that man i'll um, i'll look yeah, this up sense. but they made that terrible they had a really bad game uh it was that big it was like evolve it was called oh, evolve, yes if you remember right. that. that thing right. was trash yeah. it was the big monster versus four yeah. so it was one v four one v five and it was 
man, that game just bombed. They try to make it, you know, free to play and everything, mm-hmm. and it just never lifted up. Whereas this feels like, you know, they might have something on their hands. Yeah. Um, I don't, um, just to give some quick thoughts, I know we won't talk too much about it, but um, I like this game. I, I do miss that Left 4 Dead. I think there is you know, money on the table for somebody to make a Left 4 Dead type game yeah. and to, you know, give continuous content updates and stuff like that. Like, I'm actually surprised uh, Valve, uh, you know, never uh, hopped on that train, you know? Right. There was rumors all, all you know, a ton of, t- you know, for a long time that they were going to do something. And they even they even put out an update for Left 4 Dead 2, like, not that long ago. Oh, wow. Um, to, like, update and put some, like, community-made things in the full retail game. So if you buy it, you'll have, you know, some community content in there. Oh, okay. Um, so that you know, so it's been a thing where I'm like, I'm just so surprised they haven't done this, and and I and I think this is doing well. You know, through the beta test, there was a lot of talk about it, and you know, a bunch of people on my friends list are playing that. It's basically now, it's you playing Guardians, people playing Diablo two, and playing Back for Blood. It's kind of my friends list, yeah. you know, or my my group of you know, people that I see playing games. Um, so there's, uh, you know, I, I'm glad to see it doing well. They they do complicated a little bit and and i don't like that multiplayer thing we played the um oh, the swarm. versus thing yeah swarm yeah. that was boring um to me um because i prefer to just you know i prefer it to be like a horde mode i prefer us versus you know a very challenging ai or, yeah. or whatever uh and you know and figuring out that puzzle basically and the campaign um, is pretty decent i thought just from- cut big cutscenes, right yeah. you know yeah for sure from what we've played so far but like i said you can mm-hmm. check us out uh, we will continue to play with Rob every week until we beat the campaign. So yeah. you can check that out on the geek, so to speak. And they, they introduced, yeah, they introduced a, a card system in the game that oh, I'm yes, not a fan right, of. Right. Um, I think it's, it's cool that you can like, I like, I like the concept of what it's doing. I just don't like the card system and having to build a deck. I wish uh, it was a little more simple to be yeah. honest, like for me, cause especially cause I was like, for me as somebody that's not playing this every day, like I'm playing it when you guys hop on, you know, mm-hmm. or when I hop on with a group of friends, I'm not playing this like privately or on my own. Right. Right. So there's not this, like, you know, I get in and I'm like, I'm a, not shell shocked, but just like, you're a little like overwhelmed. You, you're a little overwhelmed. And you're trying yeah. to figure out where you are. You're like, okay. Like I, I remember here's a deck. Oh, there was like de- a deck that I could build on my own, but then, right. you know, and then like, then at that point I'm like, all right, you know what? I should take 15 minutes and go look up a deck that somebody built online, you know, and, and, and just take somebody's recommendation and just, you know, basically copy theirs. That way I don't even have to think about this. You know what I mean? Like, so I kind of, I don't like that aspect of the game, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm enjoying that game and I think it is about time and I, and I hope that it is uh, successful when they, uh, if they can uh, continue to make content for it. Yeah. So we'll continue to play that and you can continue to watch us. Like I said, over on the YouTube page, got a couple recommendations for this week. Jeff and I have been watching and enjoying things. I want to recommend an HBO Max animated series called Aquaman King of the Atlantis or King of Atlantis. I'm sorry. Um, There's three episodes out right now and they're about 45 minutes each. So they're actually pretty substantial. Wow. 45. Yeah. It's animated, right? Yes. And what's kind of weird is it has a very much. um, I was going to say Aqua Tunes for some reason. It has a very much adventure time feel to it. So it feels Mm. like. Aquaman meets Adventure Time. Adventure Time is those 10 minute, you know, that's yeah. kind of the new model now. It's like you put two episodes together and then make that an episode. So these little 10 minute, 12 minute episodes are are the current norm for animation. And this yeah. one is 46, 45 minutes each. Yeah. That's, so I'm not that's quite sure like where this fits in the overall narrative of hbo and warner brothers it was kind of a surprise when it came out um right around dc fandom was when the first episode came out so i was Mm -hmm. kind of um surprised by it but it's it's okay like it's it's not amazing i'm not like oh this is the best thing on tv right now but i'm enjoying it and also kind of interesting the voice actor who plays mira his wife is brie from I'm sorry, Britta from Community. Um, and she mm-hmm. just played Harley Quinn in the Injustice movie. So that was kind of weird to hear her. Oh, yeah. That's right. Both well, of those. You're like a voice actor freak. Yes. So when somebody plays a different role, you know, you can't handle it. Is no, kind of not what, what that happened. I can't handle it, 
But <laughs> if you know somebody doing one style and then they yeah. do another style, it be, it's like a surprise. You're like, oh, yeah. Because there's sure. certain actors that can do that, but mm-hmm. she's not one of those actors. And I'm like, oh, she's she's a chameleon. I just didn't recognize her in that. Yeah. Role. Yeah. And then this isn't this is where would you say this lies? Because, you know, Harley Quinn's show is very adult. Yes. The you know then there's like other things that are very like does it is it in the middle somewhere do they it's like is, yeah. is there any value like that you can get out of this as like a an adult person or where would you say it is kind of in the middle I would put it a little bit above Teen Titans Go which is a little bit younger but still kind mm-hmm. of like teen audience okay. so yeah it's it's like right in the middle there it's not Harley Quinn which I think is made specifically for us and yeah it's not you know made for kids Harley Quinn by the way. I was saying this Aquaman is not the best thing on TV. It's not like the greatest. Harley Quinn is the greatest. If you have not watched that, there's mm-hmm. like three seasons on HBO Max. That is one of my favorite shows. I cannot it, wait for that to come back. Yeah, in terms of animated things, it is it's one of my favorite things like of of recent memory. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to look at a list of things that I've liked, but that is I would just immediately if you ask me like animated things a big like that Harley Quinn show is yes. crazy good it's like super like you know it was like out of nowhere I, I would look at that and be like that's crazy but it's it's amazing yeah. yeah it's very surprising i'm sorry two uh two seasons on hbo max the third season is coming so yeah. i cannot wait for that show jeff what are you recommending this week yeah you know this is the one that i've been hiding from you this week that i've yeah. been watching yeah. because normally here's what happens i will just clue the audience in on, on our private conversations usually it's you just giving me shit Nah, for things nah. there's basically our whole chat is you just claiming that i'm not you know you're not doing anything he's not watching this he's not well that's that. true why yeah. don't you read this uh-huh, why don't you uh-huh. read that and then yeah. there's also another aspect of that where you know personally i feel like you know you have this like group of friends who all think they're star wars guys who like <laughs> name themselves after star wars related <laughs> things you know what i mean like Woo! You have all these people, and, and you know, and that's a shout out to our buddy Abe. But there's also <laughs> other ones that are out there too, you know, maybe some older friends from like New York who thought they were like, you know, Star Wars guys yes. and all that stuff. Um, so you have a lot of those guys, and you know, it's funny when you when you mention like, you know, your Star Wars friends, you know, I never come up, and it's because mainly, you know, I take a dump on a bunch of Star Wars <laughs> yeah, stuff that I don't yes, like, yes. you know. So it was just, you know, there's just there's certain things where you know, I just, I like to plot against you. Oh, okay. I like to, you know, okay. I like to not let you know what's happening. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, I do things just only to prove that, you know, that like. Very Palpatine-esque. Yeah. You have these weird Star Wars friends that don't even watch the content. <laughs> you know what I mean? But here, here's uh-huh. Jeff. Here's uh-huh. little old Jeff watching Star Wars things and proving you wrong and actually watching more than these, um, you know, these Jedi people, you know, or these, uh, I don't know about prove me wrong, you know, but these, all right. Yeah. These, these guys, these uh-huh. star Wars guys that are uh-huh. such big fans yeah. that, you know, so yeah. the thing that I'm going to recommend, and I wanted to talk about a little bit yes. is rebels, what? star Wars rebels. He watched it. I've finished the first season. This uh, week. I actually finished it last night uh, and just a couple things. Cause yeah. I know we wanted to get it. Um, you know, there's a a couple things about the show that bother me. Um, but I did come to the realization at the this first season. I don't know how you feel about the seasons because I know you're caught up. But the first season to me was like I was watching, you know, and I like it, and everything's great. And I think you know the Inquisitor stuff was you know interesting, and and all this stuff that's going on. And you know, we, you know, we'll talk about the lightsabers in a second. I think they oh, okay. look a little weird in here. Okay. But, yes. Um. You know, the whole season you go by, and I guess should I just spoil it? It's old enough, right? I guess I'm just going to recommend the show in general. But I'll, okay. I'll get. I think, you know, there's there's two reveals or there's two things that happen on that final episode in the first season. You know, the reveal of you know ah- uh, Ahsoka is in this show. Oh, yes, uh-huh. the reveal uh-huh. of that yes. where you know you're kind of like eh, this is that yeah this is who this is, but you know you're you know you play along. Yeah, uh, they reveal that, and then they reveal that you know Vader has now stepped into the fold because the inquisitor sucked. Yeah. And so the only thing I would say about this first season is that you do get to a bit of the end of it and you're like, okay, well now I care more about what's coming more than what had happened. You know, I think there is a bit of that. Like, so it not disappointing, but I'm just like, you know, when you're like waiting for stuff to happen, you're like, all right, finally, 
the yeah, thing that I've yeah. been waiting to happen has happened. Like right. I did, I did have a little bit of that with this first season. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you felt about well, I was that. watching it week to week. So it's, mm-hmm. I guess I had a different um, experience and also I didn't know what came after this. And yeah, it is, a, it was a sequel follow-up to clone wars, but it wasn't the last season of clone wars, which just came out, you know, within the last year. So it was like, after the original batch of Clone Wars and then before Mandalorian. So it was like in between all these things. Uh, also, the main character is where my son's name comes from. Um, so a little shout out there. But I was, I'm trying to think of where was I? I was enjoying it week to week, but mm. it was the only Star Wars thing that was coming out. There was no Mandalorian. There was no Book of Boba Fett. There wasn't yeah. anything on the horizon so I don't know if that changes good, good shows, you know, <laughs> good Star Wars things that I watched before a lot of other people. But yeah, you know, go ahead. Well, I, I think it just builds because there's four total seasons. Mm. Each season kind of builds upon the last season. So, yeah, I think this this first one, looking back on it, may be a little bit slow. Um, yeah. But this is Dave Filoni. This is exact, you know, the same crew that was doing Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah. Um, and I just I think they just keep sharpening their blade, you know, as they kept mm-hmm. making more and more and more. And to, you know, and then Dave Filoni went on to Mandalorian. And, and I was going to say just real quick while you're touching on Dave Filoni, yeah. who, you know, I know a lot of people like he is like, maybe I, I think maybe I look at him in the way that so many people look at like George Lucas. I know everything he does borrows from Lucas down. Like I know yeah. it comes down, right? but he just does everything he's done when he's been the head of it has been good so i think it's not only that he you know he stays faithful to what lucas and them were doing you know prior or whatever but he also has like like they have the right talent and i know that's like disney money too you know but like they get the right things involved like i just feel like he does it so correct you know um which i can appreciate about everything that anytime i see his name on a thing i'm just like okay like i know you know, odds are it's very uh, James Gunn-esque to me. You know what I mean? I just trust what they're going to do. Like, even if it doesn't end up being that great, I would rather experience it than, you know, not, right? Yeah. Um, but a couple other things. Um, you know, after watching, I haven't, it's funny because I was watching this just to, you know, slap you in the face, basically. <laughs> And I was I like, mean, you know, it I just need strengthens to... me. That's all it does for me. No, 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 no. This proves you wrong in, in every every sense of the word. I don't know, Joe. Uh, it just reminded me that I need to still catch up on Bad Batch. Yeah. The, the man, the animation in Bad Batch, I prefer a lot over this. And the reason I think, and I don't know if this changes in the later seasons, the the first episode it feels um, a little empty. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't like they don't have like there's not a like like the animation feels like a little static okay. in the backgrounds. Like there doesn't feel like I don't I don't feel like there's like a lot of people walking around like a mm-hmm. lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um. So I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of that. I think it looks great. Obviously, you know it's not like terrible, but like Bad Badge to me is like you know that is like the standard for like these type of shows now. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to uh, hard to go back. Yeah. Um, it is a little bit i would mm-hmm. say yeah i would i would agree with you because this was created in 2014 that's you have to kind of put yourself in that mindset yeah. almost and, a decade on a be- the better half of a decade yeah. you know ago now and now they're doing 4k hdr the yeah. you know the the computer technology processing power is way better now so yeah, yeah I, I agree with you on that 100% and it is it's kind of difficult going and the same way with video games too like if you go back and play psychonauts one now versus playing psychonauts two you know there's just a a complete difference so you have to kind of put yourself in that mindset in that world of what was happening at that time yeah so yeah it is uh keep on going with it i think the story overall is important the like you saw with ahsoka like you Mm -hmm. already know she's in it so there's going to be things that matter and it's not just, Oh yeah, whatever. That didn't mean anything. Um, There's going to be things in the overall mythos that you're going to come across later. Mm -hmm. And this is the Imperial time frame right here. Like clone wars, it was all clone troopers and and whatnot. This one is the empire. You're seeing stormtroopers. Like it's that classic, like you mentioned Vader. So, and 
I will mention, or I will bring up, Vader is voiced by James Earl Jones in this. So this was, was the first say, time. It, I was going to ask you that. Like, I, I was like, it sounds like they did it. Yeah, with him in it. And he I was had like, been gone for years. Crazy. Like he he hadn't touched anything Vader uh, for a long period. It was Chad Vader doing the yeah. voice. And oh, by the way, there's a Lego Halloween special that's on Disney Plus called Terrifying Tales, mm-hmm. and it's Chad Vader doing Vader's voice, which. Oh. Huh. That's after James Earl Jones. He is my favorite uh, yeah. Vader voice. Like the yeah, way that said he, that. Yeah. You like how he, the he way he, they, and it was crazy because he was just an amateur. Like they were just YouTubers. And mm. then Disney was like, this guy's Vader voice is so good. We're going to hire him and put him on commercials and games and stuff. So yeah. I just, that always blows my mind. So anyways, um, if you haven't watched Chad Vader, I'll leave a, a link in the show notes. Um, watch Chad Vader. That That's some, some good stuff there. Mm. So, yeah, I'm excited that and, and Jeff just strengthened me in the force. You know, I just I'm glad my reinforcing of of him being a great Star Wars fan is is finally coming to fruition and mm, everything is coming fan to fan or, or watcher. I think what would we call it? I think I just watch it. Right. Oh, OK. OK. So, you, you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, the fan is to be determined. All right. All right. I just you know, I'm just saying, you know, it's funny that you, know, you just have all these Star Wars guys that just haven't even watched this show. It's just funny to me. It's no I big deal. Know. No big deal. or anything. just funny. Jedi Abe. I think the gauntlet has been thrown down by Jeff mm-hmm. for you to pick it up. So get on that. All right. Cool. Star Wars Rebels is Jeff's recommendation for this week and my recommendation from 2014. So check it out. Hey, guess what? Next week, Jeff and I are going to be talking Eternals, hopefully some more video games and comic books. There's a ton of comics that I think we can get to. So stay tuned. Yeah, and I'm going to try to watch the Edgar Wright thing somehow, somewhere. Oh, Last Night in Soho. Yes, I want to. Okay. I want to see something about that somehow. So maybe we'll mention that a little okay. bit too. Excellent. All right. Cool. So keep in mind, you can always check us out. What me and Jeff are doing throughout the week. I am Vactor on Twitter and Instagram. Actually, Jeff W. Uh, are you Jeff W. on Instagram? Yes. Everywhere. Okay. All right. So Jeff W. Everywhere. I'm Vactor. Except TikTok. Except TikTok. They did take my TikTok, oh. but it's okay. All right. And we have a podcast twitter account seasons underscore podcast don't forget to be one of the cool guy or girls like ben songer who left us a review and wonder Rub on apple podcast anywhere that you have a podcast player or you're listening to us spotify wherever don't forget to share us let your friends know that seasons change is here so on that note jeff i think i hear something can you hear it in the background what is it? It's those seasons changing. Oh, shut up. Woo!